Hey guys, Joe Blast of the Past podcast here. I know it's been a little while since I was last with you. I have been very busy with tax season and taking care of a few personal things with the holidays and things like that. So I haven't been on, uh, but I do have another exciting podcast episode coming down the pipeline for you here in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. It'll be up here soon. One thing I want to talk to you about, I just, I saw this on the internet and it just freaking blew my mind. It was so bizarre. It was so crazy. I just, I feel like I have to, I have to tell somebody about it and who knows, maybe there's, there's a good lesson to learn here. Okay. So I was on Instagram and somebody commented something political. It was about one of the major issues. Uh, I think something to do with uh, transgender rights or something like that. And somebody in the, in the comments section, they post up and they say, Lord Jesus Christ, please send our savior Donald Trump back to us. Like what? That's completely crazy. Like I understand some people agree with Donald Trump's politics. Some people disagree with Donald Trump's politics. Some people agree with some of it and not others, but a savior. This is very dangerous thinking friends. Every dictator in the modern era who came to power did so because the people gave him the power so that he could fix all their problems. That's, that's how it works. An absolute monarch cannot have absolute power unless all of the people agree that he has the power or she has the power. In a republic where you have elected officials, it only takes a district of people to say, this person should be in power. We're sending this person to talk to all of the other people who all of the other districts elected to go sit and discuss issues that are directly relevant to our lives and make decisions that represent us. Does this always happen? No, not necessarily. There is a lot of political corruption these days, and that is increasingly worrying as well. But the point is, is that power is essentially decentralized. Pockets of the population elect representatives, those representatives get together and discuss issues. When we start to say we have so many problems that we can't fix ourselves, we need somebody else, one person to step in and make everything better again, that's when disaster strikes. Right? Let let me put it to you this way. If I was that person, do you know how sorely tempting it would be if I was given, if I was suddenly given all of the power in the United States of America, one of the most militarily and natural resource rich and powerful nations on the planet, I could easily make everything better again, just long enough for me to consolidate my power, just long enough for me to make my political opponents disappear, just long enough to get control of all the oil and all the food and all the water resources and the whole military and make sure that all the military high command and everybody are swapped out with people who are only loyal to me. And meanwhile, meanwhile, the people of the country would just be chilling, would just be chilling, like even celebrating in some cases, like, yeah, he's making everything all better again. But then without them realizing it, I could have my hands around their throats 
and I could squeeze hard or just put a little pressure, whatever it is, or even, or even if my hands are just there, not squeezing, not pressuring, not choking, but they're there and nobody can make me take my hands away. I could squeeze at any time. Anytime I wanted to make something happen that nobody else wanted me to do, and that was actually not good for everybody else, but that I felt was good for the nation or good for myself or good for whatever, I could just suddenly divert a bunch of resources and bam, do it. Right, we talked about this in one of the previous episodes, Joseph Stalin. Right, originally the Communist Party was formed to establish a a communist utopia where everybody would be equal. It, it was the workers' party, right? You know, down with the Romanovs, down with the with the hereditary rulers and all of this other stuff. We're gonna we're gonna create a communist utopia where everybody lives in harmony with each other and everybody's resources is pooled in the middle and then distributed evenly to everybody. But instead they ended up with a dictator, Joseph Stalin. And in the Holomador in Ukraine, he murdered like 10 million people by stealing all their food, making them starve to death so he could sell the grain overseas and feed his army and do all of these other things to continue his war effort against the, against the Nazis. Adolf Hitler did the same thing, right? He steps in first. He's like chancellor or something like that, some high official, right? And during his time as chancellor, he does all sorts of amazing things for Germany, which has been torn apart and ripped apart after the first world war right he's rebuilding roads and unemployment is practically zero by the time he's finished and you know infrastructure and you know all in the economy and everything is suddenly doing really well under adolf hitler's rule he's he's a genuinely great statesman and the people are celebrating him and they're like you know all this other blah 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 adolf hitler is the greatest you know, the, the greatest, Sieg Heil, all of this other stuff, right? And then suddenly he becomes the dictator. Now he's not the chancellor. He has all of the power. He is the leader of Nazi Germany. And he leads Nazi Germany into the great and glorious World War II, where they're going to share their prosperity and share their ideology and share, you know, their, their wonderful control and, you know, all of this other stuff and make the rest of the world as great as Germany is by taking it over. And all his people get involved with this and they're all celebrating and all of this other fun stuff. And at least the Second World War in which millions of people will die. Homes destroyed, infra, like infrastructure burned to the ground, like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people, even if they don't die, will suffer tremendously. The grief caused by this war, all because Adolf Hitler wanted more power than than what he had in Nazi Germany. And he wanted to spread his ideology of, you know, the supreme white race and all of this other fun stuff. But it started out great. He started out fixing all the problems. You know, he came in after, you know, World War I ravaged Germany and, you know, they lost and they had to pay all this money to, to the victors and, and he made everything better again. He got unemployment to zero. He fixed the economy. He fixed the infrastructure. He made everything great. But then he went crazy and nobody could do anything to stop him. Although that's not entirely true, because again, he's one man. If everybody had decided this guy doesn't have power, we're going to stop him from having power, we're going to fight him to stop him from having power, then he would not have power. 
he would be finished very quickly. But this is what happened. So, yes, it was just one person that I heard say this. But in reality, it's not just one person. There's a lot of people on the Internet who are talking about Donald Trump like he's this like he's this savior, like he's this like godlike being. And that's very, very dangerous rhetoric. Not only that, he's attracted so much attention with his uh, recent arraignment, right? He's being put on trial. Whether he deserves to be on trial or not, I don't know. I guess that's why we're having a trial. But one thing he's doing with that is he's making it a very political thing. He's using it to attract even more attention to himself, attract even more of these of these you know crazed followers. And everybody's eyes are on that, and nobody is paying attention to the other things that are happening right now, like the Restrict Act, which, for those of you who don't know, is going to ban TikTok as a national security threat. So far, so good. But you know what else it's going to do? It is also going to make it so that an unelected body of people in the executive branch of government, right underneath the president, is going to be able to tell you what platforms you can use and when and how. At any time, they can decide to restrict access to Instagram or YouTube or Tinder, calling it a national security threat. Without consulting you, without representation from you, without oversight from you, they're going to be able to do this. And it'll be completely enforceable. A completely enforceable restriction on your freedom of expression that can take place at any time, and nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody's paying attention to it because they're too busy paying attention to all the other stuff that's going on in the world right now. Ukraine and Donald Trump's arraignment and uh, trains crashing in Ohio and all of this other fun stuff. Distractions. Anyway, rant's over. I just wanted to share that with you because I thought it was important and uh, it's it was just so bizarre. I felt like it was something that you would probably want to know about and kind of understand the history that goes into it. That's what this podcast is for, is helping you understand what's going on today, why it's happening, and, you know, how uh, things like this have gone in the past so you can decide whether it's something you actually want or not. Anyway, uh, the next episode of Blast from the Past podcast will be Nation of Rebels. We're going to be talking about uh, all of the different violent and nonviolent rebellions that have occurred in the U.S. Why? and why that might be important. So, join me sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm really going to try and get it out by next Wednesday for you, but we'll see what happens. Go ahead and stay tuned, and I will let you know on Instagram, Twitter, and all of the other platforms when that episode comes out. Until next time, toodles.